The zombies come out at night. I found myself scratching the ceiling of my brain, trying to catch a flight. See, I'm just a Negro trying to figure out what's wrong and what's right. See, I don't even know if I should listen to the Israelites or Brother Polite. I was also studying 5% while getting bent. I seen the zombies, the darkness, the darkness seemed to jump me. My faith lacked, and I didn't know how to grab it back. I was stuck in my ways and just getting lit, when I should just be in somebody's pulpit. But I'm out with the zombies. Every morning, I would face the book, a book that barely speaks any truth. I would face an L, but see, I didn't receive any losses. I try to walk like y'all, I don't believe in wearing crosses. I want to create my own platform. I was destined to be great, that's a swarm. But I have these relapses. I really lynch my mind And that liquor makes me feel fine So I think But it only brings more demons And I hope I'm forgiven for acting like a heathen Inshallah, alhamdulillah I'm divorcing long hours at the bar Truth is realizing your own scars So I face myself Can't even talk to some of my family members anymore they think I need help. They heard I was listening to Farrakhan. They crucified me like they did Mary's son. Can I blow reefer around you as you speak truth to me? Can you look at the depths of my soul? Tell me what I got to sacrifice. Tell me where I should think twice. As I take a couple puffs, can you tell me how I can make my blessings double up? How can I stop worrying and such? Can you speak truth to me? Who am I? Where am I supposed to be? Is it right here where I'm lacking faith and having constant dates with fear? I cannot ask you this one thing. Can you run to the store and buy me another beer? Can I smoke this weed while drinking my 40 and I tell you how I feel? Can you promise not to break this seal? These scars are hard to peel. But if I open up, will you be able to deal?
Alright guys, welcome back to the Bluer Lines Podcast. Uh this is your boy, Black Line from Memphis, Tennessee. South Memphis, what up? Black Haven, what up? 38109, what up? Valley Forge Apartments, what up? I'm with my guy, my co host, my dear friend, my brother, Blue Line. What's who's up, man? A cop. Uh and we are just two man. different people who are having some great conversations. That's man. the first time I've heard our intro. Yeah, man. That was badass. That was badass. I just yeah. wanted to keep playing. You, <laughs> I yeah, that was I... me, y'all. By the, fact, by the way, you know, it's Black Line, man. That yeah, that poet, that poetry came from me being an addict. That's what we talking about. Well, we were trying, we were trying to get your your spoken word on the, the podcast for the first three episodes, and it didn't work out. Yeah. Just so we figured out. it out for this episode. Yep. I should have listened to it before because I just want to go back and listen to you, it again. Well, we got another one we're going to play at the end of this Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. So, Dude, that was uh, well, good, Well, you heard the, the other one, I think. Remember, I performed it. Yes. I don't think you that's, heard it. That's like, a good one. Uh, but yeah. it all ties into... That was uh, badass, man. Yeah, right now. I mean, like, I want to jump into the conversation of addiction because that's what that, 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 that poem is about. It's about... It, First of all, let me tell you the abbreviation of it. It's the poem is called Zapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means zombie attempting therapy. Hmm. Uh, so the first part is the person kind of going through, you know, his his daily struggles, and then the second part is why, you know, he he you know he talks about he's divorcing, you know, his long hours at the bar because um, I went through you know a hard time of religion and with my family, mm-hmm. and my family kind of kind of shunned me because of how I was thinking different of religion. I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know my position. I didn't know, you know, where I fit in it, quite frankly, because I had dove in pretty hard with Christianity. Now, this is because you were raised Christian and then started looking into Islam, right? Uh, Yep, started looking yeah. into Islam. I had started looking just, you know, kind of a variety of things. Uh, But, yeah, most most certain uh, uh Islam, and that's why that, that part of me listening to Farrakhan and they crucified mm-hmm. me like they did Mary's son is mm-hmm. in there. Cause I was just, I'm still a big fan of, of Louis Farrakhan, and my family kind of just like, oh, he didn't went off the deep end and stuff <laughs> like that. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I, I started to smoke weed a lot, and I started to drink a lot, just kind of trying to numb that pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like addiction uh, and mental health is like a big joke in the black community. Mm-hmm. I needed help at that time. I couldn't talk to nobody about it. Yeah. You know, so I just... So that's interesting because it's a big joke in society in general. We mm-hmm. know very little about it. Mm-hmm. And the therapies that we have mm-hmm. are, as far as medical advancements go, the advancements with mental health are the most uh, uh, incomplete. Mm-hmm. So, but it's interesting that it's even more so in the black community. Yeah, that and, it's even worse. And black people don't have the resources uh, as other ethnicity groups have, because mm-hmm. um, they don't have money or insurance, of course, or good jobs. So that's why I didn't understand why the Obamacare was looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you would say from Republicans. Well, it was looked down upon because it gave equal footing to people, right? And you so can't have that. Uh, so with that being said, that jumps into our, you know, our conversation. We're talking about Reagan, Clinton, and addiction. And those two presidents kind of play with the addiction for the black community. Uh, you stop me at any time that you think I'm wrong, or, <laughs> or you stop me whenever you want to just chime in. And right. we also have our engineer with us, Twan, uh, who's one of the great producers in Nashville, Tennessee. If you ever just like need something done, he's one of the guys to hit up oh and shout out can you shout out our oh yeah, yeah 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 i was just waiting out. man yeah 
Blockluster. If you haven't purchased some items from Blockluster, I don't know what you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. It's fucking unique. It's badass. Uh, B-L-A-C-K-L-U-S-T-R-E dot com and also Blackluster Clothing on Facebook. Uh, it's a black-owned clothing company that makes apparel, not apologies, and they've got Blurred Line stuff on there. They they got badass attire. Um, check it out. Make your purchases. You're going to be the coolest kid in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Because they oh, got yeah. unique shit. Support black business, man. Yep. And, yeah, you, you did say we got Blurred Line T-shirts on mm-hmm. there. They got, like, Wakanda Forever T-shirts on there. So they got, they got like, all kinds of stuff. They like Blay on their giant. My wife bought a shirt, not a Blurred Line shirt. Uh-huh. She bought the one that's X and King and okay. that one. Okay. She gets comments on that all the time. All the time. She, constantly. And those shirts are comfortable, man. Yeah. They're, exactly. They're, they're well made. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let's jump on into it, man. We're talking about Reagan right now. So on uh, October 14th, 1982, President Ronald Reagan declared a war on drugs, doubling down um on on drugs that was started by Richard Nixon. So Reagan declared that uh, illegal drugs were a direct threat to the U.S. Uh, national security and through a series of legalization like uh, the mandatory minimum sentence, uh, min- minimal sentencing uh, laws of 1986 made a hard right turn away from the public health approach uh, to drug use. Drug offenders uh, face lifetime consequences for minor uh, minor uh, infractions, yet the focus on tough sentences for crack and not powder cocaine meant that meant the people going to prison were largely black and brown. The media seemed to play along, hyping up threats with racist coverage that largely ignored ignored rapid uh rampant cocaine usage uh amongst whites and uh, the crack uh problem in the inner black neighborhoods. Uh, increased and they cracked uh, and they uh, cracked down on the enforcement of locking black people up. I also did some more research on it. Got, got a little. <laughs> That's why you're the host, man. You do all got, the research. Yeah, I got a lot of piece of paper. I've been asleep up until two hours ago. I know, man, because this man <laughs> is a real cop. People, uh, this guy does a, a lot of hard work. So, uh, once again, with Reagan at the height of the Cold War. Uh, in an attempt to uh, stop and spread communism in Central America, the CIA of the United States f- uh, founded and funded anti-communist rebel, gu- re- uh, rebel groups. Say that word for me. Con- rebel groups. Rebel groups, but the... Con- con- oh, Contra? Contra. I, Nicaragua? I have, in Nicaragua. I have it's a tough, hard dude. time saying that, guys. I... Been trying to say this since like Monday, and I'm like Nicaragua. I can't fucking say that. Shit. My wife's Mexican; it flows right off my tongue. Nicaragua, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, the U.S. Department of State secretly gave millions to drug traffickers, meaning they gave millions of dollars and millions of drugs uh, to uh, drug dealers in the black neighborhood. And uh, in, in the return, say if that black person didn't pay their their so called I don't want to say fine or ticket, but they didn't pay what they owed to be in the neighborhood selling their drugs to make their millions of dollars. The CIA would, in return, lock that person up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, the money, uh, this money would go on to fund the Contras in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. These activities sparked and ignited the 1980s crack ad- epidemic. Uh, Gary Webb, who was uh, on the San Jose Mercury News, he, in quote, said, 
the CIA was indeed responsible for bringing cocaine to L.A. Then John Kerry went and quoted and said that South Central L.A. and other cities of America are owed an explanation of how drugs got into America. People that was in the U.S. government knew about the drug trafficking also with the mix of weapons as well. And, of course, the CIA denied these claims. I still have more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there's, you can talk all day. There are claims <laughs> that the CIA distributed crack through narcotic dealers with connections to street gangs. A lot of black people made millions of millions of dollars off the crack game, but in return, the CIA would play the drug dealers by sending most to prison. I just said that. Uh, when crack cocaine hit the black community, a lot of people got addicted to the addicted to the drug families were broken black men were going to jail at a higher rate at a higher rate and the usage of selling uh crack of use the usage of selling crack cocaine uh was in they went to jail more than any other crime at that time during mm-hmm. the 1980s uh, but most of the drug dealers were connected with the CIA uh when the crack epidemic Happened, the homicide for black males, the ages between 14 and 24, doubled by, um, oh, wait a minute. It doubled, but then 5.8 million people were using crack on a regular basis. So that means everybody basically in America was using it, Mm -hmm. but most uh, black people were getting locked up for it and getting killed for it. Uh, Over uh, 375,000 people People were uh, crack babies during the uh, crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say on that? Well, it it <laughs> sounds like, I, yeah, we could talk. This this whole episode could just remain on this topic, but mm-hmm. it's when you look, when you look at those facts and you consider what else was going on at that mm-hmm. time, which was predatory lending mm-hmm. and redlining and Section Eight and putting people in particular neighborhoods. And protecting white people from particular neighborhoods while ensuring that b- black people end up in certain spots and then inundating those areas with drugs. It was it was a perfect plan. Mm. And it's a little bit alarming. You, you you almost hope that it was an accident. But hindsight's twenty twenty, and we, <laughs> we can now look back and see that it wasn't. It, right. There's just no – there's no indication that any of that was an accident. It mm-hmm. looks very calculated. And, of course, the people responsible aren't going to answer for it because for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But that's the benefit of hindsight is we can look back and see how calculated it was. And then you take everything that you just talked about with the drug war and you look at the other things that were going on at the same time. Don't forget, too, that Reagan's also the president who who was the president of the United States when the AIDS epidemic hit. And guess what he did? Mm. He said, oh, this just affects gay people. Fuck it. We're going to turn a blind eye. We're not going to do anything about this. Mm. Reagan basically allowed the AIDS epidemic to become an epidemic because in his eyes it only affected gay people. And he didn't give a fuck about gay people oh. any more than he gave a fuck about black people. Yes. Why, oh, why, what, did, okay. Did you watch that video I sent you? Oh, yeah. The other day? Yeah, dude. It's I, horrifying. I, I'm going to try to play this clip. If you, Hold on one second. Like um, This clip, oh, my God, it blew my brains out. What this guy has said. So I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. You guys give me one second if I get any connection in here. Okay. They may try to give me an ad here or something. Oh, nope. It's playing. Just check this out, guys. Just take a listen. 
Lee Atwater. Look him up. Yeah. Model citizen. Hold on. Let me skip it. Uh, well, I, mean, I should, probably shouldn't. As a statistician or a political scientist, no, as a psychologist, which I'm not, is, is how abstract you, you handle the race thing. In other words, you start out and yeah, now y'all are quoting me. You start out in 1954 by saying nigger, nigger, nigger. By 1968, you can't say nigger. That hurts. your backfire. So you say stuff like uh, force busting, states' rights, and all that stuff. And you're getting so abstract now. You're talking about cutting taxes and all of these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And the byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites. And subconsciously, maybe that is part of it. Saying that, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna preview that. All right, so now, now that you've heard that, this is who Harvey <laughs> Leroy Atwater is. He was an American political consultant and strategist for the Republican Party. Mm. He was an advisor to U.S. Presidents Ronald Reagan and oh George H.W. Bush, who was Reagan's vice president and chairman of the Republican National Committee. That's who that. That is who just said that. That just said that. And we got all these things about what Reagan just did to the black community. And the CIA was under him at this time. And, the, and, and I will say this, Blue. When people try to blame black people being on drugs and the high crime rate, <coughs> I want people to know that black people don't own any ships at this time. Mm-mm. They don't own any planes at this time. Well, they they were a victim of the circumstance they were placed exactly. in. This is all calculated. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. Is people love and in policing. This is huge. Mm. The way <laughs> the way that really decent, moral, well intentioned cops uh, rationalize what they do is they blame the criminal for the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because. You, if you're even remotely reasonable, you understand that nobody wants to struggle. Nobody wants to be in those positions. Nobody wants to be an addict. Nobody wants to be disenfranchised. Nobody wants to be apart from their family. Nobody wants to be in prison. Nobody wants that. So if you find a demographic that is notoriously in that position, you have to start asking tough questions. Why are they here? Because they didn't choose it. Nobody chooses that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And... Basically, what you just brought up are the reasons why, largely, the black community finds themselves in those places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward to Trump mm. and everything that's going on now, it's it's a resurgence. The reason, the reason Trump came up with Make America Great Again mm-hmm. is because we had a black president. Mm-hmm. That wasn't great in the eyes of the people who set up this system. Well, I wouldn't say we're going to skip to Trump. Just yet, because we got Clinton. we got Clinton, we got, we got a, and, Clinton, and, yeah. and this is a Democratic person, yes. Which black people, love and according to, to Trump, according to Trump, black folks have been voting for Democrats blindly for a hundred years. Yeah. Now Trump's a fucking moron because black people haven't been able to vote for a hundred years. But that motherfucker <laughs> says shit, and nobody takes a second to question it. And they're just like, "Oh, black people have voted Democratic for a hundred years." No motherfucker, black people haven't been able to vote I, for a hundred years. He got me because I was like, "A hundred years? Yeah, you're right." I'm like, "Wait a minute, we ain't been voting for a hundred years." You can even vote <laughs> if Trump's lips are moving. He's lying, man. Yeah, and, oh, and a lot God. of people don't know that. And you know, at the end, it's like slavery. Like right at the end, the Republicans were 
pulling for black people to get out of slavery. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Democrats. Democrats actually wanted slavery to be, you know, back in the Civil War. Era. Yeah, back in the yes, Civil yes. War. Era. That absolutely. We talked so, about that earlier. Yeah, and so with the Clinton, Republicans used to have it straight up. Yeah, the Republicans. The shit's like, gotten crooked. Yeah, Clinton. I mean, not Clinton. Uh, the Republicans like, yo, we fuck with them. You know, and they actually had like they was trying to get black people to run and everything, yeah. but the Democrats was actually like stuffing the yeah. ballots and everything like that. And but that was, was actually, back then. Yeah, they was they was killing people for running and everything. Mm-hmm. That's it. So things was, have changed. Reagan Reagan changed. is largely to blame. <laughs> Let's get to Clinton. <laughs> so. Clinton did not declare the war on crime, of course, we know that, uh, or the war on drugs. Uh, They were, of course, started by uh, Nixon. Uh, Who was debatably the worst president in history, but anyway. Really? You think so? Well, Well, who was Nixon? Was he a Democrat? He was a criminal. He was Watergate, man. (laughs) Wasn't Iran Contra? That was Reagan. That was Reagan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. uh, I think, wasn't it? I'm pretty oh, sure Iran Contra was Reagan because it was. I think it was Reagan. That was Reagan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think. Well. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that so Reagan. yeah, that's Reagan. So those wars, uh, wars were declared before Reagan was uh, elected and long before crack hit the streets. Uh, but he escalated it, but beyond what uh, conservatives had imagined possible. He uh, also it uh, this article also states he supported the 100 to one sentencing uh, for crack versus powder cocaine, which produced staggering racial injustice and in sentencing and boosted funding for drug law enforcement. When Clinton left office in 2001, the United States had the highest rate of incarceration in the world. Human rights. Uh, Human Rights Watch reported that in seven states, African-Americans const- uh, were arrested 80 to 90 percent of all drug offenders sent to prison, even though they were no more likely to use it than whites uh, to use and sell illegally illegal drugs. Prisons, prison emissions for drug off- offices, uh, offenses reached a level in 2000 for African-Americans more than 26 times the level in 1983. So that means that a lot of motherfuckers got locked up under Clinton and that was a guy did under Reagan. Reagan. And that was a guy who was supposedly on your side. And that was the people, that was the guy who played the saxophone on Arsenio yeah. Hall. Yeah. And a lot of motherfuckers were like, we fuck with Clinton, invite, invite him to the barbecue. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, so so what, what do you learn from that, though? Reagan Reagan was overtly against the black community. I mean, he might as well have just come out and yeah, wore a and hood. And I got this one one more quote from his wife, and then I'm gonna let you from take it. from Reagan. No, 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 from Hillary. From Hillary, Clinton, who Good a lot of Hillary. people voted for in this last election. This yeah. is just showing you how the Republicans and the Democrats don't give a fuck about black people. Hillary Clinton had the quote that these so-called people, meaning black people, mm-hmm. are super predators. And they are from the gang culture and that they need to be healed. She didn't care of how it they became that way. Mm-hmm. She just felt that prison was the way that they needed to be healed. So she came up with the three strikes and you're out, which means if you got three strikes. Three of three offenses, three, three arrests, offenses, or three, three arrests, convictions, rather. You're going to jail for a lifetime, no matter what the offenses were. Mm-hmm. So, Blue. Yeah. You, you can take. So, <laughs> so, so Hillary, well, well, what I said before was that historically 
Trump was right when he said historically minorities are Democratic over mm-hmm. Republican. That's actually true. Mm-hmm. Now, where he got it completely wrong is that black people haven't been voting Democratic for 100 years because they haven't been able to vote for 100 mm-hmm. years. But Trump doesn't care what's true. He just starts talking. Um, Hillary and the reason that minorities are largely Democratic Mm-hmm. is because more often than not, democratic policies help minorities. They help people who are disenfranchised. They have social services. They're big on social services. Republicans fucking hate social services. Mm-hmm. Why should their money go to pay for people who are too lazy to work? That's their, <laughs> that's their, their thinking. Mm-hmm. But basically, what you just showed is that the system is so corrupt that even the people who are for the black folks mm-hmm. aren't even for the black folks because exactly. the Clintons are a notorious democratic family that's a gang that's a mob and and <laughs> that's that's largely why trump is actually president because hillary was such a bad choice yes. that even trump seemed better right. now, I, I disagree with that but right. i i get it like yeah. i, I kind of see it in hindsight i i get that how that could have happened um that's why there's so much pushback on obama though because mm-hmm. he was not of the clinton yeah. Now, he employed Hillary, of course, because right. it is politics at the end of the day. Of I mean, you, you do have to understand there is a game to politics, and everybody plays it. But there are more well-intentioned politicians and less well-intentioned. Mm-hmm. Obama was probably the best-intentioned politician we've seen in a while, and that doesn't mean he's perfect, and he wasn't, and he could have done a lot better. But largely, he was the most well-intentioned person we've seen in office in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. For sure. Yeah. Um, what you've brought up though about sentencing and the drug culture and the war on drugs and all of these things, what's interesting is we've had all these years to see how this has played out, both, both in the court system where predominantly black people and minorities are in prison for these offenses more so than white. But we've also had years of research of scientific research where we've actually discovered what actually is true about addiction and the fact that this was done to minority communities and poor communities intentionally is just one offense. That's mm-hmm. just one kick in the balls. You know what the other kick in the balls is? <laughs> is that we've learned a whole bunch about addiction. And people like to blame the addict for their addiction. They're like, well, just don't fucking do drugs. Right. Don't do drugs. Yeah. If, you, if you didn't do drugs, you wouldn't be an addict. Mm-hmm. But it's not that simple. It's and we that know simple. that now. Mm-hmm. Because science is a really good way to learn shit. Mm-hmm. And it answers a lot of questions. And so through that, we've discovered that addiction is as much environmental, if not more, than it is uh, physiological. Yeah. So they did experiments with rats. Mm -hmm. And they took rats in isolation, and they put them in these miserable environments. Mm -hmm. And they gave the rat the option of hitting a lever to receive food, or they could hit another lever and receive cocaine. Mm -hmm. Well, the rats in isolation in bad environments hit the cocaine lever until they died. Guess what happened when they put those same rats in a better environment with other rats and with food and with with just in a better environment? I don't know specifically what the better environment looked like, mm-hmm. but it was better. Mm-hmm. In a better environment, the rats would hit the cocaine lever one time and never again. And never again. Because their environment was better. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think that that's only meaningful in the rat population, look at what happened in Vietnam. Mm. Soldiers in Vietnam... About 90% of them were addicted to heroin Mm. while at war. Mm. When the soldiers came back, only about 10% remained addicted to heroin. The difference was their environment changed. 
They weren't in war-torn Vietnam. They weren't at war. They weren't at constant fear of losing their life. They were now safe in America. Wow. So it went from about 90% to 10%. Yeah. Now, I think there is, and, and, and I don't think, I know, there is a feel, physiological component to addiction for sure. But what these studies tell us is that it's more environment than anything. Yeah, anything, yeah. And, I, uh, I and, and environment is huge. And yeah. this is what I said last episode was nobody wakes up and decides to become a criminal. Yeah. It's their environment. It's their environment. It's like, a situation you, you they give, found themselves in. Get, in the black community, if you give them you know, bad food, guns. No drugs. nutrition, guns. Yeah. Here's a bunch of drugs. Here's a bunch of guns. They're going to kill themselves just like the rat. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. going gonna to keep hitting that cocaine. You know, he's going to blow his head off eventually. Yeah. It's the environment. You are and so then, correct. and so then the question for me, because I have the privilege of being white, yeah. is how calculated is this? And this has taken me a while to realize how calculated it actually is mm. because I, everybody assumes everybody else is like they are. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a natural assumption. Yeah. We all were the only person that we know. The, the person we know best is ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of look out through our eyes and we look out at society and we kind of project ourselves on everybody else because it's, it's simple that way. It makes sense. So we assume that other people are just like us. Well, I'm I'm I try to be and I really am in my nature, honest to a fault. It's actually one of the things that makes me probably less of a good cop than I could be is that I am super honest. And because that's how I am, I assume other people are that way with me. And that's a, that's a terrible trait to have as a police officer because that's not true. Mm. People lie to the cops all the time. Like 90% of the time, if, if somebody's having an encounter with the police, they're fucking lying. But my dumbass believes them because that's how I am. <laughs> So I look out. I look out at all these injustices from a privileged standpoint. I don't yeah. have to look at the injustices the way you guys have to look at them. I get to look at them from a distance, right? And so I think to myself, "Well, this can't be calculated. This Jesus, can't man. be intentional. This can't be intentional in the flesh. It can't be intentional. Yeah, but but it is. And in hindsight, you and with all the evidence that we have now, we see that it probably really was intentional. And then you fast forward to Trump, and you look at. And with this fucking Roseanne Barr shit that just blew up and everything that's going on. And the way Trump responds to things or doesn't respond to things. Doesn't respond to things. That's that's what gets me. It's it's intentional. And it's crazy that a lot of Trump supporters are saying, oh, we're going to stand with Roseanne, but you fail to realize why most football players don't want to stand. Yeah. You know? It's unbelievable. (laughs) And it's not unbelievable to you guys. All right? It's more unbelievable to me because I think that people behave like I do because of what I just said. We project ourselves on onto society, yeah, because that's what we know best. Yeah, and I'm a slow learner. I'm I'm 42. Yeah. It's taken me a long time to figure shit out. Yeah, like I'm a long, long, long time, and I'm still trying to figure it out. It's okay, but <laughs> we here <it> now. <laughs> but it's very much intentional, and it's yeah. very much calculated. And anybody who says otherwise just isn't paying attention. Yeah. And Trump Trump is the epitome of this. He's just he's personifying this so much and it's so in your face that when people support him, I just I literally have to take a step back and just wonder about them. Mm-hmm. Because there's one of two things going on. They're either blatantly racist or they're just stupid as hell, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to say But that's, that's the only way you can rationalize supporting him. Yes. Is you either agree with him to the core which is blatant fucking racism or you're just dumb. Yeah. And I, I 
two years ago when the election was going on, I had some friends get very offended because I basically said the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Trump said it himself. He's like, I love uneducated people. He's like, I love them right. because they vote for me yeah, and they don't know yeah. any better. That's the same. And yeah, I had people, yeah. I had people get completely and that's offended. That's why he hangs with Kanye because Kanye said oh, he don't man. know shit about politics. Yeah, but Kanye's walking around with this MAGA hat and he don't even know what Trump's even saying. No, so Trump loves that guy. He loves him because he's black, so that and works I, to his favor. Yeah, and that works in his favor. But as soon as like people saw Kanye, this is the same guy that said that Bush does not like black people. Mm-hmm. This is the same, you know when he wore that mega hat. I seen a lot of Trump supporters. Oh, give Kanye a mic now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Where was you at when he was like dishing your boy Bush and shit? And now it's like, oh, give him a mic. Nah, yeah, hell yeah. no. Nah. And people hated him for doing that stuff. Did well, dude, the they, they're, they're the king of hip. Dude, I'm all about. Like, Trump supporters are retarded. They are. And they're <laughs> hypocrites. They're, the, 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 the Trump supporters that are upset that uh, Roseanne Barr has been held accountable for her actions. Yeah. Keep in mind that Roseanne Barr sang a rendition of the national anthem at a baseball game where she ended up grabbing her crotch and spitting yeah. at the end of it. Total disrespect. They don't give a fuck. Total disrespect. Didn't I remember that. I this saw is, that when it happened. Like, this is miracle. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee peacefully. Oh. Peacefully. And they're like, that is outrageous. They called him the N-word, and he's like, that's what I'm not standing for. Yeah. I'm showing you guys. Yep. I hear you guys basically like, Martin Day lynching me right now. The same people who are upset with Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee had no issue with Roseanne Barr spitting and grabbing, grabbing her crotch after butchering the national Here's anthem. Here's an even better one, though. Nobody had an issue with Tim Tebow taking a knee. No. That was mm. totally, like, washed over. Yeah. Really? I can't stand for a country that stands for abortion. Oh, he did that? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's why he took there's a knee. A big, there's a bunch of posts. Washington Post did the latest one, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Talking about it. Like, nobody better than I about it. He was a national hero because he stood on his principles then. Yeah. Yeah. They well, got side-by-side pictures. Guess, and guess, guess who abortion affects less? White people. Because guess who has access to health care? White people. White people. Guess who has access to birth control? White people. White people. Because we have health care. Yeah. It, dude... We don't want black people to get abortions because we want them to stay disenfranchised. You know what? Stay on. uh, 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 You know what keeps people down? Plan. You know, having kids that they didn't plan for. Yeah, you know what's even. This is so crazy because this is going to spin off into a whole another thing. If you just look up abortion, period. Who started it? Margaret Sanger. Oh, really? Genocide. It was planned black genocide, and then when we decided to go ahead and go for it, it's like, nope, you like it now, so let's take it away. Like, Mm -hmm. yo, you got to choose a side. That's what I hate about it. Like. We kind of get the flip flop. Like, yeah. if we buy into something, you you want to make sure we're miserable no matter what it is. Like, right, man. I'm like, yo, if yeah, it worked for you. Like, yo, we started using it. Now it's like, nope, it looks like you're enjoying it, and we saw how it can benefit you. So let's snatch yeah. it away again. But I'm like, yo, that was your plan in the first place. Mm-hmm. Why are you mad now? Yeah. Like, leave it alone. And never like, forget though that when places like Planned Parenthood have funding, abortions are actually less. Exactly. When, when those types of places have proper funding, abortions go down. When Republicans get their way and they limit funding to places like Planned Parenthood, because think about what Planned Parenthood is. Planned Parenthood is an organization that tries to prevent pregnancies. Prevent pregnancies. They try to prevent abortions. Right. Yeah. That's what they do. And when you take their funding, they can't do that function anymore. So there's more unplanned pregnancies, which results in more abortions. Right. These fucking people are shooting themselves in the foot. Wow. It's crazy. That is incredible, man. See, I like that. That's new information to me because I didn't even know those type of things. 
So with the Republican Party, do you think <laughs> that they are systematically destroying the black community? Well, r- yes, Reagan did. Oh, yeah, and there's not, yeah. and there's evidence of that. Trump yeah. is a whole different species, man. Really? Trump Well, and you know what? I only say that because when Reagan was president, I was a kid. So Reagan was president from like 81 to 88 roughly. And then and I was a was kid the first in those years. Bush after him, right? Yeah, then it was his vice president George Senior yeah. who was for the next 4 years. But I was a kid through all that. Mm-hmm. In the 80s I was like and he, age And he was painted to be like the greatest president. Oh dude, Republicans love him. Oh yeah. my god. And growing up I loved him because my parents loved him. Yeah. Because everybody just believes what their parents teach him. So yeah. growing up, my parents were huge Republicans and huge Reagan fans, and I was like, well, Reagan's great. It wasn't until later in life that I was like, dude, Reagan was a fucking asshole. Yep. <laughs> Reagan is the reason why the war on drugs has gotten to the point it is. Reagan yeah, is the yeah. reason why AIDS spread like it did. Yeah. Reagan is the reason why people hate gay people. Like it's, And AIDS affected the black community heavy, too. Remember, oh, BET used to, like, have, like, BET used to shut down on a particular day yeah. and say, say the, the screen used to read for, like, Probably ten hours and be like, go get tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nobody, nobody, nobody but nobody could get tested. Campaign. Nobody better to add the black community for that. Though. Nobody could get tested because you don't have access to healthcare. Have access to you don't have the money to get tested, right? And that's why we get addicted to drugs and we self medicate. That's ourselves. why. And again, like, I don't know this for sure. Yeah. I'm just some fucking dumbass who grew up in a small town, and yeah. I don't know any of this for certain. Yeah. But I know that. When things appear a certain way, nine times out of ten, they are that way. Yeah. Why do Republicans not want socialized health care? Why, why would you be against that? Why would you be against everybody being able to get health care? If you asked me this... Why? why? When I become woke two, three years ago, <laughs> if you would ask me this two, three years ago, I would say because the black man is God and the white man is the devil. Yeah. Now I'm trying to find out what's the logical reason, yeah. and I don't yeah. have an answer to that well, shit. Well, it's because socialized <laughs> medicine levels the playing field. It gives everybody access to the same care. Yeah. And it helps people it helps. who otherwise wouldn't have it. Uh, because the Okay, I do have a logical freaking answer now. The rich want to stay rich and the poor needs to stay poor. Yes, yeah. because yeah. the only way that the rich stays as rich as they are yeah. is to have poverty. Yeah. So socialism basically levels the playing field. It says everybody— And, and, and due to poverty, because I'm from Memphis, Memphis is one of those cities that's like got the most poverty. Yeah. Crime rate is freaking high. Yeah, of course it is. So— you know, poverty and crime go hand in hand. Go hand in hand. If you don't have <laughs> shit, it's 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 what I've said. We've said this several times on the show. Anybody would behave similarly if they were faced with a, a similar set of circumstances. So if Adam, I'd Adam, been Adam. if I'd been born poor to a drug addicted father, yeah. or no, let's say an absent father and a drug addicted mother, yeah, I wouldn't be me. Yeah. There's no way I'd be me. The only reason I'm me is because I wasn't born under those set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. No, and and I get it because I I didn't know that my mother was depressed. And I, in my high school year, my mm-hmm. mother was depressed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what depression was until I got now. I know I know what depression is, mm-hmm. but my mother was thinking, you know, it was just her health, mm-hmm. which it was her health, but it was also the mental health. Mm-hmm. My mother was a person who was very energetic for a long time. I'm talking about screaming at basketball games. Just just one of the greatest people you ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. By the time I hit high school, because we had lost our house, we got evicted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad, he lived on, like, the other side of town. He had his own thing going. Um, it was just me and her. And my brother was off in college. So we, like, she was 
working at Walgreens, like making $8 an hour. And I didn't know that my mother was like hitting depression. I thought my mother was sick. I thought my mother was just, you know, going through some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's when I started to pick up smoking weed. Cause mm-hmm. Like I needed something to numb my pain. I didn't know. I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know what anxiety was. You know, black people had this thing like, oh, my nerves getting bad. Or, you know what I'm saying, you didn't step on a nerve. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what none of those things were until now. And now I see, because I got friends who've seen other friends get killed, and now they're on all these, like, Xanaxes. Mm-hmm. They're on all these Percocets. They're drinking lean. And I'm like, why are these people doing it? And it's because of trauma, man. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they don't have the, the resource. They don't have the health care to go get help. And then a lot of things that's going on in the black community, and you say, go see a therapist. A lot of people are like, man, I ain't going to see no therapy. Well, they couldn't afford to if they wanted to. They think I'm crazy. Yeah, and and, and they can't afford it. But a lot of black people think like that means you're crazy. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that you're crazy. It means that you're actually smart by going to get the proper help. So I I would not know this, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I'm not black. Um, Is mental health viewed that much more negatively in the black community? It's not talked about. At all? It's just completely swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have depression, nobody would ever know. No, you could be a freaking alcoholic dad or alcoholic mom, and people are going to just be like, yo, she's just doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody. And what if that person were to say, hey, I'm depressed, I need help? What would the community say? Oh, get over it. You need to toughen up. You need a man up. Man up. Or here, here, take this Annie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Smoke some weed. Yeah. Like, you got to get over that shit. Huh. Because that's worse than it is in the white community. We're, the white community is slowly starting to understand mental health. And yeah. they're slowly starting to realize that it's no different than cancer or a common cold. Yeah. Your fucking head gets sick. It does. Yeah. Um, for a million different reasons. And I, and I, when your head gets sick, it's no, it doesn't, it doesn't indicate weakness. It doesn't indicate yeah. anything other than it's the, it indicates the same thing as if you were to catch a virus and catch a cold. Yeah. You're just sick and you need help. That's what I'm Nobody, saying. Like, I didn't know my mother was depressed, bro. I'm yeah. telling you, we got evicted out of our house, and my mother was working at Walgreens, bro. And I'm telling you, like, my mom went through a real slope. Like, she used to be so energetic, mm-hmm. and it used to hurt to see her like that. But I just thought she was sick, but she was getting sick from the depression. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was like a mental health thing, and my family swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how functional society could be if we just put money in the right places. If we just if we funded if we funded healthcare yeah, and we funded man, education, sense, right? but but right, we couldn't yeah, do that. that. That's too yeah. easy to do. We can't know? do that because then the, the playing field's level. Yeah, and then everybody has an equal footing. And then rich people. Now, the one thing it does do is the ultra rich would be ultra rich. That is the one thing socialism does mm-hmm. is it eliminates the Jeff Bezos and the fucking Bill Gates. Yeah. Because because all that money that they possess is allocated elsewhere through taxes and a million other things. Mm. So it does eliminate that. So I guess if you're ultra rich and you feel like you need $30 billion, I guess social services are offensive because it takes money out of your pocket. Yeah. And but- that's why I wanted to talk about Reagan and Clinton because Reagan, he had this crack come in. That's where people were starting to get addicted to drugs. People were starting, you know, like I said, you, you broke the black family once again, we're going to go to slave code. Mm-hmm. In slave code, they broke up the family and meant to, like, in slavery, they, they broke up the black family in, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. The crack epidemic was another way to break up the black family. So mm-hmm. when the black male got incarcerated, now the woman can get funding from the government. Mm-hmm. Now she can get on welfare. Now she can get six and 80. Now uh, they can get, at that time, probably like government cheese or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? 
Uh, but also, and they don't even want you to have that. They don't even oh. want you to have that. even that oh. shitty government cheese that's going to give you cancer. Oh. They don't they even want you to have, have that. that. Fuck oh. you, starve. I don't even want you to eat bad cheese. But check right. this out. Unbelievable. But guess what though? With the black mama who stuck with the three kids, four kids at the house, she trying to figure out how she gonna deal with all this. Now she gets onto the drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now it, it, it's a cycle. And now you producing crack babies. Mm-hmm. Now some of these babies coming out that's just like murderers out like out the womb and you wondering why this person like that mm-hmm. it's because he fucked up in the head but yeah. nobody has like mentally checked this you know dude. what but you if, know he, what? if he was to shoot up a school yeah guess what they're gonna say this black kid's a thug he yep. got this 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 criminal right this criminal record right here but nobody says that that black kid was mentally ill because his mother was probably on crack partly because the black community doesn't even claim themselves mentally ill like what yeah. you just said yeah they they hide <laughs> yeah. it themselves exactly that I, I even thought about that. Right. That might p- be part of it, too. Yeah, the I black mean, community needs to get more honest about how normal mental illness is. But how can you be honest? Like, if everybody in your situation has the same mental state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if we all in here crazy, are we going to sit and say you crazy? Oh, right. yeah. No, no. Right. We're, We're never going to do it. it. We're going to recognize yeah. it. So how is yeah. it? I mean, I won't take responsibility off us, but, like, if you look at the bigger picture. Like, no, for sure. If everybody in the fish tank is messed up. Yep. Who gonna jump out? Right. Like, you know? Yeah, it's the water you're swimming in. Yeah, everybody's swimming it. in that water, so yeah. you can't really see for you know what it yeah. looks like. So. That's true. I checked myself into therapy, bro, because I was drinking a fifth a day. Mm-hmm. That shit wasn't normal. I realized this shit was not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got kicked out of school. I, I, my family was like, this damn fool is not with the whole Christianity thing no more. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he's lost, and so that it fucked with me, and mm-hmm. I was like. Drinking, smoking every day. Then I was like, wait a minute. I had to take a step back and mm-hmm. realize, yo, I got to go get some help. And if most black people would actually take the responsibility but that to go takes, get help. That, that's, why, that's why you and I are friends, though. That's why you and I were able to develop a friendship. Because you, something about you, you're, you're very honest. Mm-hmm. And you would just want to figure out what is. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any biases. Well, everybody has some biases. I can't say that. But... LeBron's to go. But okay. but you yeah. You you try to limit them. You try to figure out what is. You don't care what is true, you just want to know what is true. And you don't take offense to it, you don't take it personally. And you're very good at that and that's how I try to be as well. Oh yeah, that, I agree. That's but a lot of people aren't like that. Like yeah. a lot of people take a lot of shit personally. Yeah. And they have a hard time owning their own baggage for one reason or another. Yeah. No, a, a lot of people also in the black community, they they don't want to fuck with the other side. Even that that comes from gang culture. You know what I'm saying? A blood mm-hmm. not gonna mess with a crip. A crip not gonna mess with a blood. And that just comes from we don't we learn not to like have a conversation with the next like our next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in my situation, everybody kind of mess with each other because we were a community. Mm-hmm. But like, and, and I said this in the last episode, like I knew who the drug dealers were. Mm-hmm. I knew who the, who who were the gang bangers and stuff like that. And of course. Once you form that type of communication in that community, you could walk down the alley, driven the basketball through the through the blood neighborhood, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's just time to leave him alone." Mm-hmm. Or you would see the drug dealers doing their thing, and that's oh, he he's just doing his thing, mm-hmm. leave him alone. But like where I'm from, like in, in South Memphis, the Black Haven area, nobody fucked with the people on the north side mm-hmm. and Frazier and Raleigh being handled. It's like if they was in, to come to our side, it's like oh. We fun get on this man here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you it's like it's that division that's in the black black community. Yeah, when you when you were talking, something occurred to me. Uh cops and the Republicans like to say, Well, it's black on black crime. They're fucking doing it to themselves. They're yeah. victimizing themselves. I hate that shit. Well, if you're so <laughs> dude, it's it's so incorrect. It's such an incorrect way to think. 
if you set up an environment, which we've already discussed through Reagan and through the drug culture and through drug wars and through Section 8 and through predatory lending and all these different things, mm-hmm. black people have been put in their niche. You know what? Slavery ended, but fuck you. We're not done with you. We fought a war over not having to let you go. Mm-hmm. There was a portion of the United States that was like, no, we right. want to own people. Yeah. And it came to war. Yeah. It came to war mm-hmm. because a segment of our society said, nope, we need to own people. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily the North won yeah. and supposedly slavery ended and it did. Yeah. Uh, so but not, but it didn't, <laughs> because there's a segment of the fucking population that won't let it end. <laughs> right, exactly. And so they set this up. They set this whole thing up. They're like, okay, we can't own you, but we're still going to own you, because exactly. we still own all the resources. And so they set up an environment where you guys can't fucking flourish at all. Mm-hmm. And so then black-on-black crime happens, and everybody's like, well, it's, they're doing it to themselves. No, they're fucking not doing it to themselves. If you put two caged animals in a cage... And they're starving to death. Right. And there's one stake in the middle of the fucking floor. And you let them off their leashes. Those two fucking animals are going to maul each other to get that goddamn right stake. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's what's going on. Yeah. You you don't have any access to education. You don't have any access to resources. You don't have any access to mental oh, health the, or health care. What, what was the, uh, the quote that Trump said? He was like, uh, you're unemployed. You, mm-hmm. Your education sucks. It's like motherfucker, y'all did it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we had no choice. Hell, yeah. we came here on a boat. You motherfucker said, "Get the work, chained us up." And then we after took, that ended, then after that, it uh, was like, "Hey, you got, uh, you got, you got, you got well, not slave codes, but you got Jim Crow. You got you Jim got, Crow. Uh, you had the civil rights movement. You and it cracked up epidemic. You know, <laughs> I, we were. I was saying before how, from my naive white perspective, I wonder how calculated it is, and I'm starting to realize. It is very calculated. But then that brings up the question of guns and gun control. Why are Republicans so anti-gun control? Part of the reason is because it keeps black people in their place because you guys are doing half the work for them. Because you guys are out there fighting for resources in violence, disenfranchised, dying from mental illness, dying from drug addiction. And then we introduce guns into that? Fuck, dude. You got That's what I'm saying. Most of these babies coming out, especially nowadays, they lean babies or Zanny per- uh like Percocet babies and they coming out not not mentally like checked. We don't get checked. And so when this <sighs> kid goes out, he joins a gang or he doing something for the big and homies he, and he goes shoot up four or five people, yeah. it makes it to the news and and then like I said, they just have his, his And you know what? You know what he done we, back in the day. Yeah. And when you talk about police violence against black people, one of the reasons it exists is because we have introduced guns into the black neighborhood and we refuse to take them out. We refuse to have reasonable gun legislation. So yeah. guns are everywhere. And because of that, when police encounter people in America, there is a massive likelihood that that person has a gun. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, if there's a confrontation and a gun gets pulled, somebody's fucking dying. Yeah. Period. The way you save that life is eliminate the guns. But but Republicans don't want to eliminate the guns. It's our fucking right. It's our Second Indeed. Amendment right. Goddamn, yeah. goddamn militia. <laughs> Dude. Do you know how weird Yo, it dude, is? You're funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Man, before we get too far away from it, I just wanted to go back to like the black on black thing. I hate that term with a passion. Yeah. Because it's not even a color thing. It's a proximity. Yeah. Like, yes. white on white crime is a thing, not yes. because it's white on white, it's because we naturally group ourselves together. Yeah. It's a human exactly. nature, it's an yep. animalistic thing. Like, you yep. group yourself with people that look mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to commit right. crimes with 
who's ever in your proximity. Yeah. It exactly. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. yeah, we're in an effed up situation, but if right. you even took away all the effed yeah. upness that was going on with us, yep. the rate would and still you know be what? high. No. You know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so xenophobia is being fearful of somebody that doesn't look like you, essentially. There was a time. This is why, dude, I fucking love science. I'll fucking triumph science till the day I die because we learned so much from it. Yeah. Xenophobia at one time had a had a uh, evolutionary re- uh, basis for it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Being fearful of people who didn't look like you used to be advantageous, and that's why it persists. Okay. Evolution's very slow. It's extremely slow. I've been learning it, Blue. Keep it's going. very, Keep very, going. very, She's very slow. Interesting. Yes. So, so there was a time where it was beneficial for us to fear people who didn't look like us. Yeah. That isn't the case anymore. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's so slow, and we're slow, so slow to catch up as a society that we don't realize xenophobia is done. It's, there isn't on a so day-to-day useless. basis any reason to fear people who don't look like you. That's old. That's that's fucking caveman bullshit. Yeah. Mm. We need we actually need to outgrow our evolution. We need to we actually Ooh. need to progress and learn yeah. and outgrow our evolution yeah. because we're we're simultaneously advancing past it, yeah. but and that goes, slaves to it. That goes back to your boy Sam Harris. He was like, you can't actually pinpoint when consciousness was a part of evolution. Mm-hmm. Now that we are conscious human beings. Goes back to you saying we got through a lot of old bullshit mm-hmm. out the way. Yeah. But Twan, I wanted to ask you because uh-huh. we're on addiction too. You know how Wesley Muhammad talked about the weed, <laughs> how he was saying weed is like what do you say? Like it's intensified. It's been it's been played with by it's the government. It's been played with so much they made a feminized version of it to where it, yeah. it spikes your estrogen levels and, and it's messing with your emotions yeah, it and things with like everything. that. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> and I can attend to some of that. Uh, because there is time, like you know, me. I feel like sometimes I'm I'm emotional. Wait, wreck. I've never heard that. So, yeah, basically, because, like I mean, it's beyond weed too. But like a lot of black people smoke weed. weed. A lot yeah. of people smoke weed. Period. Yeah. But the weed that you know, my, probably people in my like folks, the loud, like the yeah, like you know, you, know you got super super cush, super yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. THC yeah, yeah, yeah. is through the roof. It's like ditch weed, like cheap weed, or no? no this, this is, is like the super high. Like yeah, but it's been so modified. That they actually like everything that we have eat pretty much has estrogen level. Like, like it's like yeah. almost it's so spiked, food. like yeah. it's so bad for your body can't even process it. So you got all this extra estrogen in your body and it's messing with your chemical levels. Huh. So they postulizing this. Even some doctors are behind it. Like yeah, the weed that we smoking right now, whoever's ingesting right now, is not good for you yeah, at it all. Ain't good for, it's it's like, not the it's same not weed good. of like the sixties and seventies. Like you got you know. You got stoned and he was it's, over it for a little while. Medical, it's, it's, it's totally it's, it's different. It's different yeah. from the medical weed, though, right? No, medical weed is enhanced. It's the enhanced. Yeah, oh, all wow. this stuff is enhanced. Like, wow. pretty much anything anybody's ingesting right now, unless it's grown organic from, like, a, a original seed or whatever, Yeah, it's got a spike estrogen level in it. So mm. I didn't, yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I mean, something like I said, and it's... You you could tell like different strands like some weed will calm me down, have me straight. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, well I knew it, that, and it's good. But I've never but heard the estrogen. Some thing. weed that I would smoke, it has me paranoid. It has yeah. me my anxiety will get like get increased sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I don't smoke. Right, like, and you be I'm, like, yeah, be like, I can't handle it. Damn, like, I, I can't wait for this how to come down. Well, that's interesting because yeah. one of the arguments to legalization is that it it controls it like a lot. When when drugs are illegal, there's no there's no regulation. Mm-hmm. Right. So fucking meth can be cut with with opiates, and then all of a sudden you're fucking dead because you think you're doing meth, yeah. but you're not. Oops, you're doing oh, fentanyl. Oh, even worse now. now I got a friend of mine that's uh, another tangent. I'm sorry. I'm tangent all day. A friend of mine is in, uh, he's 
uh, in prisons, and he's like, the new thing now when they make meth, they spray it with wasp spray. Oh mm-hmm. my god! And like it's something that intensifies, and like mm-hmm. yo, it's killing people left and right. Like oh, yeah. you literally have to watch people going, really? like people are going stores and still wasp right now. Like yeah. it's crazy. Are it's crazy. Serious? Yeah, it's getting and out so of that's hand, one man. of the things is yeah. you know, it's not regulated. Yeah, but it sounds like. So you're saying that oh my regulated medicinal marijuana is the marijuana that's high in estrogen? Yeah, it's saying like a lot of the new strains are. Sh- just straight up high in estrogen, your body can't process That's why it. I kinda, I kinda now, why is that? Why are they doing that? Gave it up. Cause black I mean, you know, you want THC to be high because you want to, you know. Black people like smoking weed. They like the, the <laughs> psychedelic why, effect. But why the estrogen? Like, I don't think that's on purpose. That's just a byproduct. That's a by- Okay. Yeah. So that's just what happens yeah. when you increase the THC. Right. And hmm. you can't really study it. And the few doctors that do study it is like, yeah, it's not good for you. It's a couple of doctors I follow online. They're kind of hmm. like holistic doctors slash. We went through the whole process, too. So. They got kind of like an unbiased view. They see it from, you know, I'm holistic, but I actually went through medical school. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's new yeah, to me, it's, man. It's, it's, I know, Interesting, man. man. I, I love yeah. weed, but I had to give it up just just so I wouldn't be like a, just another addict. Actually. Yeah. And not to say that people who smoke weed every day is an addict, but I had to step back and take control of my life. Yeah. And I realized, like you said, calculations. I realized how it was calculated from the crack epidemic to how we are now as a society. I was like, I got to step back. And just take control of my life. So I encourage people to take control yeah. of their lives. Uh, but you need resources to do that. It's not. You it's do. not. It's not as easy as saying take control of your life. Yeah. Well, fucking no. how? Yeah. I mean, you, you people need help, man. Yeah, of course they fucking like. Do I right. struggle with shit. Yeah, of course. So, and and you know what is funny is I'm pretty good about figuring out other people's problems. Yeah. I'm, and that's why I'm a good. In some ways, I'm a good cop because I can listen to two sides to a story and be like, "You're wrong and you're right," and and both pe- and and. If if one of the two parties disagrees with me, mm-hmm. I'm really good about articulating and explaining to them, no, here's why. Yeah. And I'm really good at that. That's why I actually have to use force less is because I can actually articulate to people the situation. Yeah. Guess who I can't do that with? Me. Mm. I'm not good with my own problems. I'm good mm-hmm. with other people's problems. Mm. Right. I'm really shitty with my yeah. problems. And most people we are. are. It's because, hard to look because in the mirror, Because we're in our man. own head. It's, it's hard to look in the mirror, my brother. Yeah. I yeah. promise you it is. Yeah. I, I've looked in the mirror and been so disgusted. But it's almost, it's not just a it's disgust scary. thing. It's, it's not just a disgust thing. It's a, uh, it's a blindness thing. Mm-hmm. We can't get outside of our own head. Of course. We're, we're trapped in our own reality. And it takes being outside of your own reality to say. view it, 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 to so view it rationally. Kinda, sometimes you got to get your comfort zone. And yeah. Why I, I showed up to this freaking uh, atheist yeah. uh, showing because yeah. it was out of my comfort zone. I didn't. I, I wanted to know more about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know at the time being because I didn't know what like atheist was. I didn't know if you guys were like. I didn't. I just thought you guys believed in science, and I was like, I want to know about more about science. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. so. I, I just came and showed up. Yeah. But I do think if you get out your your comfort zone, that oh. kind of helps. But I mean, everybody deals with trauma different. Everybody got their own trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't tell somebody who's seen their homeboy get shot in front of them how to fucking deal with pain. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, people underestimate <laughs> people underestimate what trauma does to people. They've and again, once again, science. Thank you, science. <laughs> they've discovered that trauma actually 
affects your genes. It changes your genes. Mm. And guess what you pass on to future generations is your genes. Oh. So if you're traumatized. In, in the freaking yeah. last episode, so when people in slave times yeah. were getting whipped, getting beat, getting hung. That's trauma. So is that. And that and gets that's moved why I on. Said people will say that people who, who come from the wars yeah. have PTSD. Well, I also believe in PTSS, post-traumatic, uh, no, slave syndrome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so hey, so everybody listening to this, think about your own personal experience. Think about who you are as a person, and then think about your parents. And think about the things that you hate most about your parents. And then be very honest and very critical of yourself. And I would you bet know, hey, that 90% of the moment. time what you hate about your parents is what you hate, hate about, about you. you. Yeah. It is you. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because you fucking inherit this shit. Yeah. And guess how many generations black people have had removed from slavery? Not very fucking many. So it's taken a little bit to work this, this, this shit out. It's, yeah. and, and they're still being held down and they're still being oppressed. And it takes some time. White people have had centuries of not having to worry about shit. Yeah. Black people are just to the point now. Like, let's take Jay-Z, for instance. I think Jay-Z's family going forward is probably going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. Probably going to be all right. Because yeah. that fucking guy's got a ton of money. <laughs> And they're probably going to be okay. he talks about how nice Blue has been growing up. Yeah. How she is as a person. Yeah. Um, I bet LeBron's kids are going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, we're just, but this is, this is recent. Little LeBron. Guess, guess, dude, Sammy Davis Jr.'s kids probably aren't okay. Because that dude. I don't think he passed no money along. No. Because he wasn't far enough removed to have the resources to understand these things. The Jenners are not, they're not okay. They're okay with money, but. Far as human beings, so they so suck. we're expecting. <laughs> I'm probably fucking, gonna get flack for that, but uh, hey, whatever. Fuck white <laughs> white people look at black people and they're like, "Yeah, what the fucking times? You've been able to vote since like 1964. What the fuck's taking you so long?" Which it's, it's a need, generational yo, thing. Have showed that they don't give a fuck about black people, yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? They so don't even care. But like, even if they did, yeah. even if they did, even if the playing field was genuinely leveled in 1964, let's say it did. Let's say in 1964, everything worked perfectly. And suddenly, factually, everything was equal. It's still unequal. Because white people still have more generations of functionality than black people do. Black people are still spreading those those genes of trauma and that dysfunction and everything that we taught you guys. Yeah. It's still in your system and in your history, and mm. it's not in ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not even the case. It didn't become equal in 64. Nothing changed in no, 64. No. The only thing that changed is that I couldn't go out and actually own one of you. Yeah. That's the only thing that changed. The sentiment did not change. What throws me off about that, my granddaddy went and fought in war. He was in uh, Korea. He didn't get to vote till he was 33. Yeah, but he fought. That's somebody. War. Yeah, you get to fight in war, you get to die. You know, you can go get a drug addiction, you know, all that horrible stuff. But when you come back home to the place that you fought for, you still Well, war cannot... is very calculated, yeah. too. Well, that's I like, mean, that's calculated. Yeah, like, I mean, that's uh, oh my God. Kaepernick is, you know, yeah, you he know? was kneeling. Because he yeah. actually said that most most people who are in war they come back home to no job, yeah, no yeah. Uh, financial yeah. security. America doesn't give a fuck about uh, veterans. Here they no, are; they're no. dealing with their own trauma, but they can't get you know the the real help that they need to. Because yeah. guess what would provide that socialized medicine? <laughs> if if everybody just had access to health care, veterans could go get health care. But we can't have that because that's no, fucking communism. No, no, well, no, all no, these no. Republicans are like no, America. None of that. Americans first, you know. And dude, I had I had somebody put the troops. I had somebody within the last year who I work with. Look at me square in the eye and say, healthcare is not a privilege. It, it's, it's a, no, no, no. He said, healthcare is not a right. It's a privilege. Healthcare is not a right. It's a privilege. And I almost fucking drove my car into wow. a tree. I'm like, how the fuck? That, mm. they, but people out there think that. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Do you think white people are the devil? What's that? You think white people are the devil? Well, yeah, I know you don't believe in a <laughs> devil, but oh, I don't believe in a devil, but yeah, because we've done way, this. We've yeah. done this. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But in in the teachings of the nation of Islam, they say you can never reform a devil. So do you think white people will never be? No, I, I don't disagree. I disagree with that. You disagree I think with that? Okay, yeah, that's cool. Because I think I think knowledge and yeah, uh, good intention and, and education. Going yeah, on, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. You can. So Islam says that because they come from it from a religious perspective. Yeah. They come from it. They come from that view from a literal devil. Yeah. If there is a literal Satan, of course you can't reform the literal Satan. It's well, Satan. Yeah. Well, well, Elijah Muhammad said at a time that black people, of course, were impre- uh, oppressed mentally. And uh, I come I come from that. When you say is the white man the devil, yeah. I don't take that literally. I take, take it yeah, figuratively. Yeah, they were just saying. Well, we're Muhammad not literally was, the devil, Elijah but we've Muhammad, behaved like uh, it. And I said this with Cass one time. I was like, uh, at that time, you know, if you took a bunch of snakes coming at you and there was like three good snakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and but three, one bad one. And, and Well, it's a bunch of bad ones, but the, it's three good ones. Yeah, but they all look the same. But they all look the same. I mm-hmm. can't just like no, not shut the fuck door. No. And like say them three ones out there though are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell because I'm gonna tell my baby, my baby boy like no. Nah, avoid them all. all. Avoid them all. All of them are the devil yep. until he gets older to realize, mm-hmm. and that's how I realize Blue is not a devil. Yeah, he's actually a good guy. Yeah, but yeah. how would you ever know? Especially because I fit a particular stereotype. Right. Like not only am I a cop, but I'm a scary looking cop. Yeah. Like I'm fucking bald. I know. I'm I am whiter than white. Yo, if blue walked on me hey. and I was pulled up, I'm like, yo, I'm taking you know what I'm yo, babe, this is all the lights on, my hands hey. on the ceiling, like no. Shit, I'm throwing my wallet out there. Like, yo, hey, what, you what got you want? And and you know what? And you know what? Well, can we can we transition to something we talked about that we would cover on this episode, which is what black people can do better? Oh, fuck yeah. Because this is a good time to do it. Yeah. So all right. So in episode one, I said that there's two truths. I said that one truth is that society has progressed substantially and we're way better off than we have been previously, and that is true. And the other truth is that it hasn't progressed enough, and that is absolutely true. Okay. When it comes to policing and the black community, a lot of what goes on is racism. Absolutely. Without a doubt, I say it definitively. Mm Mm-hmm. Another truth is that not everything is racism. Yeah. There are times where it isn't. Okay. Now, black folks are very in tuned to what is racism because they face it all the time. Now, not being black, I can't say this for sure. In my mind, because black folks face racism so much, they should be experts in what is or isn't racism. But the, the flip could also be true. They could also be confused because they see it so much. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. From my perspective and from a policing perspective, not everything is racism. Mm -hmm. There are times where police are literally just doing their job and black people start screaming racism and it isn't. And here's – that's crying wolf. And that's very damaging to the black community because if there's one thing whites can recognize, it's things that aren't racist Mm. because we're not looking for it. Everything in our life is not racist because we don't have to worry about it. Our our entire yeah. worldview is not racist because we have privilege and it isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're really good at spotting things that aren't racism. So when black people start screaming racism when it isn't, white mm-hmm. people pick up on that. And it's mm-hmm. very damaging to the black cause. Mm-hmm. Extremely. All right. I hope y'all listening. So 
I will give you an example. And this is episode four. I hope everybody understands right now that I'm well-intentioned. I'm not a fucking racist. Okay. <laughs> I think that's been well-established. They can go back and listen to uh, yeah, that can't now, yeah, they don't Now, that being said, I have encountered people at work who would bet their life that I'm a racist. All right. I'm going to give you an example of one of those situations. Okay. When I go to work, I like what I like to do at work is I like to run plates because we can. We can lawfully run anybody's plate anytime. Mm-hmm. It has to be, I mean, I can't do it because I see a hot chick and I'm like, oh, she's hot. I wonder where she lives. I can't do that. But for a, for a criminal investigation, for traffic enforcement to find stolen cars, stolen plates, whatever, mm-hmm. I can go out there and run plates. And I like to do that because you can find a lot of incredible shit running plates. Mm-hmm. I also like to actually protect the community and I like to find legitimately. Uh, I, I don't want to say bad people because I don't think they're bad. I think they're disenfranchised and misguided and criminal and have a whole bunch of shit going on. They're not in, in intrinsically bad, I don't think. But I like to find people who have a higher propensity than not to victimize other people. Okay, One of the f- my favorite things to find is sex offenders. Because I'm here to tell you, if you want to fuck up a human being, mm. abuse them sexually. You will ruin that human being mm. to their core for the rest of their being. Really? You will fuck them up mm. greater and more significantly than you can ever imagine. Wow. There is something about that. When you abuse a child sexually, mm-hmm. you will mentally and physically fuck that person mm. for the rest of their life. That is the most invasive, victimizing, horrible, uh, tragic thing you can do to a human being. Really? So I like to find sex offenders, yeah. and I will cite a sex offender for anything because they have traumatized and victimized people at a greater and a deeper level than any other person, in, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So when I run plates, if you're a sex offender in any state, you have to register the vehicles that you drive. Mm-hmm. So if you're a sex offender and I run your plate, if you're properly registered, I get a sex offender hit. And those are the people I want to find because those are the people who are victimizing people. So if you're a sex offender, you have to register yes. as a sex offender? Yeah. You have to register as a sex offender. You have to register where you live, where you work, what so you drive. When you, when you run their place and they're a sex offender. I get a sex offender hit that so says saying, this what, person's a sex offender. And like, what, what would that mean for you? Like, would you Well, that means this person's a sex offender, and now i got to see where they at. Are where they driving they by a school? Okay. Are they hanging out in the parking lot of a school? Gotcha. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. I like to do that. That's what I like to cool. do. So about a year ago, it's I was working day shift at the time. I pull in behind a car and tinted windows, and I'm behind the car, so I don't know who's driving. Okay, here's another thing that people should know, especially if you get pulled over at night. We don't know who we're pulling over at night. I've worked night shift for a year now. I have not one time pulled somebody over since I've been on night shift that I've known who they were until I walked up to their window. So if you're a black person and you get pulled over at night, chances are it's not racism because we don't know you're black. Mm -hmm. It's night. We we can't see anything. Mm -hmm. We don't know who you are until we get up to your window. Okay, in the day, different story. At night, it probably isn't racism. You're probably not being targeted. You probably fucked up driving. Hopefully, maybe not. No, right, right, right. But you probably did. No. All right. So I'm behind this car, tinted windows. Don't know who's driving. Run the plate. Sex offender hit. Well, sex offenders have to properly register everything. So they have to register where they work, yeah. where they live, yeah. and it all has to match your sex offender registry has to match your DMV record. It all has to match. Well, I run this plate, and this guy's sex offender registry address comes back to a different address than his driver's license. So what does that tell me? That tells me this motherfucker's not properly registered. Dude, I start salivating because this is what I like to do. 
I like I like to find I like to find predators who victimize people. So I'm like, I have, I have probable cause right there. By the way, yeah, right. Because I have a vehicle with a sex offender hit and an improper registry, and I can tell it immediately. Mm. I already am so close to probable cause; it's absurd. But I'm not quite there mm. because so far all this car has done is sit at a red light. I don't know who's driving it because I can't see. I can't see who's driving the car. So even though I get the sex offender hit and I get the person's driver's license photo, from my vantage point, I can't see that the person that I'm looking at in their driver's license photo is the person driving. So I'm not quite to probable cause. I'm really fucking close. If this dude makes a wide right turn, I'm there. Done. Mm. But I'm not quite there. So I follow this car. They don't make any traffic violations. Drive perfectly. Pull into Sonic. I still don't know who's fucking driving this car. Can't see. Because I don't have perfect probable cause, because I don't know who's driving, this car could have been lent to somebody. They didn't Mm. break a traffic law. Mm. So I technically shouldn't be pulling them over quite yet, even though I know the registered owner of this car has an issue. Mm. So what do I do? I follow them into Sonic. I never turn my lights on. I never make a traffic stop. I allow them to park in their stall at Sonic. Still don't know who's driving. And I pull up about... I don't know, 200 feet away from him in the park without my lights on. Mm. So they're ordering. They don't even know I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's in this car yet. And I walk up to the car. And th- by the way, the sex offender is a white dude. He's a white dude in his 50s or 60s. I walk up to the car and immediately see that it's occupied by two black women. So immediately, this is not who I'm looking for. I'm looking for a white dude, not two black women. Right. But I don't know that till I walk up to the car. Mm-hmm. But I've now walked up to this car. Yeah. And what did two black women parked at Sonic notice? The fucking bald-headed, six-foot-three, <laughs> pale-ass white cop who just walked up to their fucking car. So what can I do? Can I turn around and just be like, oh, I'm just, I'm lost. <laughs> no, fuck, now i got to have a conversation. You're supposed to ask what's good on the menu. You know? Hey, I just, I, my first time eating here, so I wanted to know what was good on the menu. You know? So now i got to have a conversation because yeah. I'm fucking standing at their car door. So here's what I say to them. I'm like, hey, ladies. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um... I'm like, you know, I, I ran your plate a little bit back when you were at the, the red light, and it concerned me. You're not who I'm looking for. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, whose car is this? Mm-hmm. And they immediately have attitude. Big uh... time fucking attitude. They're like, motherfucker, we're trying to eat. We're at Sonic trying to have a meal. They look at me like I'm the white devil. Yeah. Because in their head, I am the white devil, yeah. and I am the personification uh, of white devil yeah. and in their viewpoint, from their eyes. <laughs> right. I am it. I don't even have fucking have hair. I right. might as well have a hood on. <laughs> so, so they immediately look at me like I've just fucking pissed on their shoes. Right. And I'm like, just out of curiosity, uh, who owns this car? And the lady's like, uh, the guy that I care for. And oh. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, so you're a caretaker? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my wife's a caretaker, which is true. My wife is a caretaker for many years. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, all right. um, Well, that's who I was looking for, was the guy that you work for. I'm like, are you just out getting him food? And she's like, yes. Mm. I'm like, cool. Never asked for her ID. Didn't I didn't care who she was because I wasn't looking for her. I was looking for the white dude that she works for. And I was like, okay. But but I also can't just go and out this dude. That's that's just shitty. Okay. She has a job. She's doing her job. Right. I don't know, really know the circumstances behind this guy's sex, sex offender registry. Mm-hmm. I don't even definitively know that he's fucked up. All I know is that two addresses don't match. 
but he's not even here. So at this point, I'm done. Mm. So I tell her, I'm like, I can't tell you why I was interested in your car because it's not my business nor yours. It's the owner of this car's business, and I'm not here to air his business to you guys. But just understand that the guy that you work for has some stuff going on that piqued my interest. He's not here. I'm done. I'm sorry to bother you. Enjoy your lunch. And I walk away, and I get my car, drive off. Well, then I pull over because I knew, because I fucking knew, because they looked at me like I was the white devil. I was like, they're going to call and complain. They are absolutely going to complain. So I call my sergeant. I'm like, hey, listen, here's the situation. I contacted these women because the car they were in and the sex offender hit and the addresses didn't match. They did not take kindly to me talking to them. They're probably going to complain. Well, as I'm talking to my sergeant, they pull up and they're doing the whole fucking roll your window down motion. So I roll my window down and she's like, what's your badge number? Oh, Jesus. And I give her the badge number and she's like, she's like, you, what did she say? She said, uh, what's the term? I can't even think of the term right now. What? Where you. Uh, profile? Profile. Yeah. Um, she's like, you profiled us. I'm like, ma'am. I'm like, I'm really sorry. You told him, though. Well, I, well you dude, told him, like, you gave him, like, a brief introduction. introduction yeah, I said, I'm looking for the owner of this car. You're not him. You're not him. I'm just yeah. curious how you know the owner of this car. And then I walked away. I was like, ma'am, I get it. I'm like, and, and you know what I even said to her? I'm like, ma'am, you don't realize because you don't know me how much I get it, but I get it. I'm like, I understand why you're upset, but I'm here to tell you you're wrong. You're wrong. I had every legal reason to contact you. Yeah. I did it in the least evasive way possible. Yeah. Right. I did it consensually. I didn't ask for any of your information, and I wished you a good lunch when I realized you're not who I was looking for. Uh, I contacted you consensually and in the least evasive way possible, yeah. and then I walked away. And I was like, I understand why you're upset with me and why you view this interaction the way that you do, but I'm here to tell you you're wrong. My name is this. My badge number is this. Here's the phone number to my sergeant. Give him a call. But I'm here to tell you you're wrong. And she looked at me like, you motherfucker. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, fuck you. God, she was mad. Yeah. She hated me, dude. She hated Damn. me. Okay. So that is a good example of where black people got it wrong. She got it way wrong. Now, here's the thing. I said this earlier in the episode. Yeah. You know, you and the three of us, Tuan and Blackline, yeah. we're sitting in here. We're just all well-intentioned dudes just trying to live a life. We don't fucking know jack shit. We're all trying to figure it out at the same yeah. time. Yeah. None of us are fucking rocket scientists. <laughs> all right. But when something appears a certain way, yeah. chances are it's that way. <laughs> so we were talking about, you know, Reagan and Trump and, God, they sure appear racist. I wonder if they're really racist. Yeah, they probably are because it sure looks like it. There's a bunch of signs indicating yeah, that they're fucking yeah. racist. Yeah. Well, if the police appear legit... Mm -hmm. In that instance, they probably are. Yeah. I appeared legit in that instance, gotcha. and I gave that woman all the information in the yeah. world yeah. to prove to her that I was legit, and she saw none of it. Mm. And she did call, and she did complain, and my yeah. sergeant listened to her and said, with all due respect, ma'am, my officer was right. You're wrong. Yeah. This is an this is an uh, uh, unfounded complaint. She probably thought Thank that you. was a whole like white. Thing, Absolutely, she's know? like white white covering for white, cops yeah. covering for cops. Yeah. Yeah. In that particular instance, she was wrong. And she'll never understand she that, and she'll never get it, and she'll never realize it. Yeah. And I understand why that's the case, because from her perspective, she shouldn't. Because nine times out of ten, that was a bad contact. You should but, have just walked up and said, "Blue lines." <laughs> <laughs> didn't exist at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is, not everything is racism. Yeah. Right. And when black people scream racism when it isn't, uh -huh. it's crying wolf, and it does not help your cause. Gotcha. No. So, so be reasonable. Yeah. Be reasonable. 
be cautious and be safe, but also be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Listen to the officer. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. If the officer turns out to be a fucking racist and he's stepping on his dick and doing shit he shouldn't, yeah. be completely respectful and then sue the fuck out of that department. Gotcha. But don't do it right there at the yeah. co- encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Survive Wait. the encounter. I, Survive I the encounter. Survive. I'm trying to get back to the I'm trying to get back to the house. Like, I can hire Just go a home. Yeah. And yeah. if that encounter turned out to be genuine racism, then sue yeah. the department and you're going to own it. I'm saying yes, yeah. sir. No, sir. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, But ma'am. also, also <laughs> to the black community, I will say this. And this is not specific to the black community. This is to every human being on earth. Yeah. You don't know as much as you think you know. Yeah. Just because your reality is a certain way and it is continually reinforced because it is, doesn't mean you're right all the time. All right? Anybody who's ever been married has gotten in a fight with their spouse and through the course of the argument, maybe they've come to realize, oh, fuck, I, I wasn't was, right. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. And I didn't see it. But it turns out, fuck, I was wrong. Damn, damn it. God get damn some it. wine and some flowers. Well, that goes, a, that goes for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right? Yeah. Just because there is a racial component to policing yeah. and just because a lot of things are racism and just because racism exists and just because it doesn't mean everything is. Yeah. Take a, take a deep breath. Be reasonable. <laughs> right, right. Give the cop just a fraction of a second yeah. to explain themselves. If they can and they do so reasonably, then you're good. If they can't, then be respectful. Go home and sue the department. Mm. That's my best advice. That's your best advice. I got one question. What are the chances of somebody winning if they sue the department? Just general. You well, know. if it's legit, real, real good. Really? Yeah, if it's legit. Mm. Now, but but take my example that I just Still gave get this though. Money, if yeah, that let's get woman, this money, man. <laughs> if that woman sued the department, she'd lose. She'd lose, right? Yeah. Because no, all the evidence yeah. says she's wrong. She was all wrong of in that situation. Yeah. All of it, and she didn't leave that situation thinking she was wrong. She left that right. situation she thinking was blue pissed. was covering for blue yeah. and white covering for white. Right. Because she didn't have all the information. Right. So if she had sued, she would have lost. And there's a chance she would have gone on social media and been like, listen to what happened to me. To me. Right. Listen to what happened to me. Oh, it's, and you know why that's so damaging? Yeah. Because more often than not, that actually has occurred. Like the video. But I, when, I it doesn't, you, yeah. when it doesn't occur, yeah. don't fucking say it. Because uh, it's cry wolf. Yeah. And you know yeah. what white people pick up on? Crying wolf. Yeah. And if you yeah. want more white people to get on your side... Then get it right. I tagged you in that video because yeah. I, I totally disagree with the young man with what he was doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the police officer's literally yeah. doing his job, you know, asked for certain things, and here he was just cursing at the guy, screaming at him. Mm-hmm. And then when the guy, you know, uh, arrested him, didn't want to get in the car. Yeah. And then, you know, he had to kind of shove his face in. Yeah. But you hear the girl. But you got to get him in the car. In the background. Don't shove his face. I'm yeah. like, yeah. yo, this dude fucked up. You escalated the you situation. You escalated the situation. You know? It could have been. And you know what's so frustrating? Easily. You know, but the cops, like the yeah. cops escalated a lot, the, and that's what's so. Fr- no, 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 oh, not oh, in that no, video. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yes, but yeah. a lot of times, cops do. Yeah, the fucking the yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks player. Oh, oh yeah, that was that terrible, cop escalated. Man. He's a yeah. fucking asshole. Right. How do you respond to assholes like yeah. an man, asshole? You come back with yeah. the same. How energy. do you respond? Yeah. How do you respond to kindness with kindness? With come back with the exact be same fucking kind. Be respectful and be kind to everybody. I don't give a fuck who they are. If I were to encounter, I I don't like Trump. And I don't like Trump supporters because I think they're fucking stupid. And I'll say it right here, plain as day, because he's a racist motherfucker. And he's, he's, he's <laughs> all about himself. And he doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. And because of that, I hate him. Yeah. And I think if you support him, you're misguided at best. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I work with a bunch of Trump supporters and I very much like every one of them. Mm. 
Be nice to people. Yeah. Be fucking decent. Give yeah. people the benefit of the doubt yeah. until they've proven that they aren't worthy of the benefit exactly. of the doubt. Yeah. Listen yeah. to them. It, man, Do not assume. That's my whole thing. That's why we started this podcast. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, if they have not done anything wrong to you, go talk to that person. Yeah. I don't give care. them a chance. Give them a chance. Yeah. If they gay, they Muslim, they yes. atheist, I don't give. And a if fuck. if at some point they prove unworthy, then they've proven yeah, it. Then they prove but it. don't assume it. Yeah. Like a funny little side note is I've always been into tattoos. I don't have any that you can see. But if I'd had money, I'd be covered in tattoos on top of all this shit. I'm not the same exact this, way. I got some, but you can barely tell yeah. that I have and any. And can you yeah. imagine? Me covered yeah. in tattoos, walking up to your car door. Oh man, I'd say you're skinhead Jesus all day. Jesus Christ, dude! Like, and I'm not. Yeah, and I know you're not, but but I yeah. look like it to a T. Yeah. Fuck it, you gonna have so, to. I'm getting out and running. Fuck it. Yeah, nah, I'd be like, I'm nah. Running. I'm taking my chances. Yeah, I'm gonna have to run on this <laughs> one. So just because just because it looks a certain way doesn't mean it is. Yeah. And nah, give it right, a chance. Yeah, Maybe right. it is. Right. But give it a chance to get there. Yeah, yeah and it takes maturity. Like that's, I think, again, that's something that we were innately born with. Like mm-hmm. we're made to judge things quickly and move. Because mm-hmm. in nature, you don't have that much time to say, no. "Is that line going to attack me, or is that the nice line?" <laughs> but that's you know? nature from decades, that from centuries ago. Right. We don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. We don't live in that society. There aren't lions looking to eat us. Right. Right. Well, there's Trump supporters just looking to eat us. Yeah, I'm fucking I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, there is some fucking white people <sighs> like, yeah. These fucking well, I'm glad we got Twan and Mike. Yeah, yeah man. I'm so happy, bro. Uh, this was a fucking great episode. Hey, uh, go LeBron. He's going to lose, but. Yeah, he's going to lose. This, man. Man, I'm optimistic, man. I'm not watching I'm this. Somebody's going to pull a hamstring. Mm. Like, it's got to be Kevin Durant. That's Kevin Durant. It's got to be half the team. You know, Right. Everybody got to tear ACL. Dude, yeah, that's a yeah, deep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I. I'm not watching the finals. I may catch. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Sports Center. Poor LeBron. Oh, okay, before we go, I got it. Well, Blue, you don't fucking know Drake or Pusha T. Oh man, Pusha T all day. All day. All day. And it, this know. is so yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally unbiased because I believe they're both dope. Yeah. But when it comes bar for bar in a battle yeah. and going for the jugular, yeah, Pusha T hit all the buttons. Yeah. Drake went. Kind of, he was good for the first jab. Yeah. Did they have a back and forth? Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, oh Pusha my T gosh. dropped the album Friday and he had a disc record on the last track. Then like a couple hours later, like that afternoon, I think Drake dropped the uh In response. Track. In response. Then Pusha T came back with a response uh yesterday and like Oh man. Him. Yeah, it was crazy. He got nice. personal. He got really? real yeah. personal. Like we know some stuff about Drake. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. shouldn't have known about Drake. <laughs> yeah. Drake is a whole new person in my yeah. eyes right now. <laughs> he is not the same dude. for the rest of his yeah. life. We ain't even calling yeah. him Drake right now. We got questions to ask. So yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm rolling with That's Pusha funny. right now. Push is, uh, <laughs> that shit better than the finals right now. So. Yeah, I'm way more excited about that. So man. yeah, man. Uh I wanna thank you guys for doing this with me episode four uh i'm gonna leave you guys with the outro now uh and torn blue line mm-hmm. thank y'all again mm-hmm. so, thank you guys yeah. here we go with the outro hey young brother did you say you wanted to be like malcolm did you hang all his quotes on your wall did you write about him all through college i thought you was a know-it-all did you depict him like he was your jesus and you were the Apostle Paul. I thought you said you wanted to be like Malcolm. You even thought about getting an ex tatted. But your actions show that you're nothing but a savage. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said that the black man was God. 
But by your ways you seem just like another fraud. You even preached about black economics. Just still a slave to them white folks in your pocket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You said you was going to electrify your own people by missing your own socket. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. You can't even control your own emotions. You're up and down like hot hydraulics. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. And I know you feel a little phony when you're out drinking with your white homies. Because another nigga just got killed and they caught it on camera. And what you gonna do? Just rent and share a post? Just so people can come in and be like, damn, little Tom Tom woke. I thought you wanted to be like Malcolm. Be real, young brother. Even though you said that Malcolm was your hero, you nothing but another miseducated Negro.